You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. I am a huge fan of the Chinese bamboo tree. It's not only one of the coolest looking trees in the plant kingdom, but it's got the strength of steel. Bamboo is used in construction on floors and roofs. You can use it to make clothing, bicycles. We even have a friend here in Nashville who uses bamboo to make sustainable toothbrushes. It's safe to eat. It's a natural antibacterial. It can even be used as a deodorant. So many uses, but let me tell you the backstory of the world's strongest plant. See, when the seed of a Chinese bamboo tree is planted, watered, and nurtured, nothing happens on the outside for the first year. No growth that we can see, nothing shooting up from the ground, nothing at all. Bamboo farmers have nothing tangible to show them that something is happening beneath the soil. Year one, two, three, four years of this. But then on year five, something miraculous happens. The bamboo tree suddenly sprouts and grows 80 feet in six weeks. Actually, one type of the Chinese bamboo plant has been recorded to be the fastest growing plant ever in the Guinness Book of World Records. And one day, uh, this particular tree can grow up to 35 inches, which converts to about an inch and a half per hour. I mean, you can literally see this plant growing before your eyes. Side note, the tallest tree ever recorded was 130 feet in Europe. So what was happening the first four years of the bamboo's plant life? Nothing? Or was it growing underground, developing a root system strong enough to support its life and its purpose for year five and beyond? The answer is obvious, of course. See, without a proper development in the unseen season, it wouldn't be able to weather the storms and grow out in the open. James 5 verse 8 tells us, You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Today we close out our series, Good Advice for Hard Times, based on the book of James. If you missed any part of it, you can catch up right here on our podcast or on our YouTube page. We've looked at dealing with temptation, judging others, the power of our words, and last week during First Sunday Gathering here in Nashville, Jamia spoke on conflict resolution. James is seriously packed with good advice for hard times. And today we're going to cap it off where we started. See, week one, we learned the truth about suffering and that in the kingdom of God, suffering is linked with joy. Remember James chapter one, verse two, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And in chapter 5, James' closing statement in his letter to the early church, he goes back to this theme of enduring through hardship. Think about this. Some of James' readers may have actually seen Jesus' ascension to heaven with their own eyes. So when they heard of the Lord's return, maybe they thought that would only take a few weeks or months at most. But when years passed by, they probably started to lose hope. Patience was required, but while they were waiting, it wasn't in the comforts of an easy lifestyle. They were suffering as well. Remember, he was writing to a scattered church under pressure. These early believers didn't enjoy the religious freedoms that we have in our 21st century, as some of them were hiding 
Many of them were under extreme persecution and oppression. These were the days of the Roman Colosseum, and being an outspoken Christian could cost you your life. So with that in mind, let's read these words from James chapter 5. Verse 7 says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Now, there are a few key pieces of advice here in this short passage. We're going to dive into these. We dive into them with our house churches as we uh, discuss scripture with discussion questions. If you're not in a house church and you're here in the Nashville area, go to bridgesnashville.com slash locations and be sure to plug in with the house church today. If you're interested in starting a house church, shoot us an email, info at bridgesnashville.com. So in our house churches, we're going to go a little bit deeper into this, but if you're writing notes as you listen, write these down. Be patient, don't grumble, don't swear. Be patient, don't grumble, and don't swear. Now this first piece of advice, be patient, is said four times in four verses. My two kids, Nora and Moses, they're six and eight. They have a favorite book. It's called Waiting is Not Easy. It's by Mo Willems. It's a story with Piggy and Gerald, and Piggy is going to give Gerald the elephant a surprise, and Gerald gets a little impatient. The entire book, he's asking, when do I get the surprise? Now, if you've ever ridden in the car with small kids, you know that famous question, are we there yet? Now, if we're honest with ourselves, I think that's a question that goes well beyond childhood. God, are we there yet? God, when do we arrive? When does the fruit come? God, are the hard times over? Is this going to get any easier? Do we ever get to a point, God, where there's not as much perseverance needed? And James is saying the short answer is no. Be patient. Specifically, in this passage, James is talking to those who are oppressed at the hands of the wealthy. Now, this was a culture where minimum wage, workman's comp, and health insurance hadn't been invented yet. Slavery was around, and uh, many people were being taken advantage of. In fact, in the first six verses of James 5, it's a warning issued to the rich oppressors. And James follows it with a response to those who are suffering. He says, be patient. He gives the example of a farmer and seed. Just like the bamboo plant, fruit and maturity take time. There's a biblical principle that we see over and over again from Genesis to Revelation. Seed, time, and harvest. Now, you might be in a season of planting seeds today. Or maybe you've planted and find yourself in a waiting season that simply requires time. James' promise here in his passage is that If you're patient enough, you will see the fruit. God always promises a harvest, 
your dream, your purpose, your suffering, your joy, your hope. Be patient. Over the last year, I know it's hard to be patient, right? I've had countless conversations with friends, pastors, believers, and unbelievers, and the common ground that we all share is that we're in this together. And the message I keep hearing the Holy Spirit whisper to me throughout these days is, stay the course. Don't give up. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Be patient. Now, we live in a world that doesn't like to wait. I'm not going to lie. I love fast food, Wendy's, Burger King, or the Lord's spot of choice, Chick-fil-A. Come on, we know that waffle fries are going to be offered in heaven, right? But we love convenience. I mean, we've got Amazon Prime. It blows my mind that you can get online and order something and possibly have it on your doorstep by the end of the day. We have the world at our fingertips, and instant gratification is the promise of marketing companies everywhere. You can have whatever you want and as fast as you want it. But faith isn't a product to buy online. And faith is definitely not convenient. Growth and Christian maturity aren't just something that happen overnight. You can't prime them. Listen to this. Just like the bamboo tree, the speed of outward progress doesn't always reflect the depth of inward growth. Can I say that again? The speed of outward progress doesn't always reflect the depth of inward growth. Now, the second piece of advice here after be patient is don't grumble. See, often what goes hand in hand with impatience is grumbling, complaining, bickering, and fighting. The King James Version says, grudge not. So in the book of James, we've got judge not and grudge not. I feel like that's a t-shirt in the making. James is saying, don't hold grudges with each other. There was a theme song that Jamia walked on stage to last week. It was, why can't we be friends? And we've got to have patience with believers and unbelievers as well and not grumble. That's one of the things that sets us apart from the world's standard. James 5, 9, don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. James reminds us once again that we will be judged with the measure that we extend grace to others. Jesus Christ is returning and the final judgment is coming. Let me just pause here for a moment. I think too often as believers, we forget that Jesus is coming back. Now, we don't know when or what exactly it'll look like, but we know it will happen. And Christ's return is something we get to look forward to with hope, not fear, as this ultimate reckoning where all wrongs are made right. When heaven and earth collide in the new Jerusalem and in all his glory, Christ will rule and reign with every knee bowing and every tongue declaring that he is Lord. Come on, somebody. And while we're waiting patiently, don't grumble. James gives a few examples of waiting, like the prophets of old and Job. I love that he once again throws in, the Lord is full of compassion and mercy, just as a reminder. And then we have verse 12. This kind of seems like it comes out of nowhere, right? But it's the third piece of advice from this passage. Don't swear. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. 
Now, whenever you see the words above all in scripture, you should probably pay attention. And how casually do we hear the words, I swear to God, when someone is trying to be serious about something or get their point across. And James is saying, yeah, don't do that. God's name is not something to just be casually tossed around or sworn upon at your leisure. James says, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. In fact, James is repeating the words of his half-brother Jesus that we find in Matthew 5, verses 34 to 37. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Be patient, don't grumble, and don't swear. I want to close out this series and today's message by reading the very last segment of James 5, which is all about prayer. Now, this is big. It's like James makes a final point with everything that his letter addresses, the hardship, the suffering, the oppression, the conflict, and he points them to the answer. It's prayer. It's pretty great that we get to close out talking about prayer because over the next couple of weeks leading into Easter, we're going to do another series called Pray Like This. We're going to look at the power of prayer, and you're going to want to join us for these next couple of weeks. But here's what it says in James 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sin. Prayer should be our first response to suffering. Praise should be our first response to blessing. Prayer brings healing, forgiveness, power, and wonderful results. See, we believe in the power of prayer. If you need prayer today, please connect with us. Whether you're in the middle of a struggle or you need a miracle if you're sick or if you're in a financial storm or if you just need to be reminded today that you're not alone and that God loves you. Let us pray with you. You can text us at 615-436-2378 or shoot us an email, info at bridgesnashville.com with prayer in the subject line. Let us pray with you. That's what we are here for. Maybe you're listening to this with somebody. I would encourage you pause for a moment and pray together. Or maybe after this podcast, you can call someone or text them and just say, hey, let's pray together. Maybe there's something you need to confess. James tells us that healing is on the other side of that. In all of our house churches, we pray together every single week. It's a huge part of our lives as Jesus followers. Let's pray today. 
Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.